We have been getting so many people with headaches, neck pain, and shoulder pain. And in this presentation, we're going to be talking about how they are linked. We literally had a patient that has been hurting for years, um, having headaches. And when you get headaches, and you're getting neck pain and you're getting shoulder pain, it is exhausting. You literally just go to work to get your work done. You have, you feel like you have brain fog. Then you come home. You don't want to talk to anyone. You just want to veg on the couch, um, to basically sleep, wake up and do it all over again. That's typically what the patient feels like. And this is how this patient has been um, feeling for, for years until she happened to read one of my articles in the newspaper about how headaches, neck pain, and shoulder pain were linked. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is me. And literally she came in and we talked and she was like, are you sure you can really help? And I'm like, absolutely. We see this all the time. And honestly, we treated her for the first, for the first treatment. And she was like, oh my God, I was like, literally pain-free for six days. Um, massages didn't do the same thing, which is one of the things that we'll be talking about on this talk, um, that is coming up. And, uh, um, she was just ecstatic that she, um, could get some relief, um, and that she knew some stretches and things that she could do to help keep, um, her pain away. So that's kind of what we're talking about. In, in this next presentation, we're going to be talking about headaches, neck and shoulder pain and how they are all linked. Um, and that's what this talk is all about. And I can't wait for you to, um, hear more about this and make sure that you stay tuned for our special offer. We have ways for you to talk to one of our physical therapists, one of our specialists for free to really help you make a better decision about your health. See if we can actually help. Um, and other free resources such as um, a free ebook on neck and shoulder pain. So make sure you stay tuned um, and enjoy enjoy this episode. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. I think a lot of times with um, when people have headaches or they have a neck pain or they have shoulder pain, um, they don't really realize that they're all connected. And even, you know, we can even get into even TMJ because there's so many things that are linked together um, and the body is linked. And oftentimes what happens in the medical system is that we really look at just the side of the pain and we only um, look at one area and we don't put put all the pieces together. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to get into three tips too, that should like give you some relief even today, because they're some of the things that we share all the time with our clientele. So I wanted to get started with um, just kind of introducing ourselves. Um, my name is Stephanie and um, I've been a PT for gosh, over 20 years, um, was a college athlete. So every time I got injured, I was in the doctor's office all the time. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, why did this happen? Or how can I fix myself? And I was always just interested in the body and how, how it worked. And over time, as I became a PT and just started learning more and being able to spend time with patients, you just started seeing like, you know, what I always say is like where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem's coming from. 
Um, and not everyone really looks looks at that um, as a as a problem. And so um, it's what I love about physical therapy because it's like a puzzle and it's just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. So um, so anyway, that's a little bit about me. Katie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie. I'm another physical therapist here at Empower. Uh, I've been here since March, but I've been in the Dallas area practicing for over three years. Uh, originally from Wyoming, went off to Portland, Oregon for a bit, bopped around a few other places. Um, but since being here, I um, specialize in orthopedics. Beyond that, I also specialize in pelvic floor therapy. Uh, and it's pretty cool seeing what that can do for the body. So love being here love treating all aspects of the body, but we get to just kind of chat through what is going on with headaches, neck pain, shoulder pain, and how it's all connected today. So it'll be super fun. Yeah. So some of the things we're going to talk about. <clears throat> so why pain pills, medications, injections, and surgeries don't always work. Um, and we're going to get into kind of how we feel pain. And, and again, often in our medical system, we tend to treat symptoms and that's why people don't get better. And then we're going to get into three tips that you can implement to start helping reducing your pain today. Um, and then why MRIs imaging um, leads down to more unnecessary procedures. So we're gonna talk about some of the research around that. <clears throat> why massage does not always help because the pain just returns in a few hours that you, you've noticed. Um, I know it's a big big thing that we notice um, that our clients say, that's one of the things they try because they're like, oh, I just have all this tension. And in reality, <clears throat> the, the tissue is just the symptom and you've got to get to like, why is that tissue tightening up? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then what other, um, most other healthcare providers miss in treating this area? And then really kind of like why arthritis is not always the source of your problem. Like we'll get a lot of people, they'll go to the doctor and like, yeah, you have some arthritis. And, you know, people think that, oh, it's doomsday. I'm gonna have to live with this for the rest of my life. And when in reality, what we find is not just because they take a picture and you see that, it's not always what's really going on. Um, that's not why the pain is, is happening. Um, I kind of always tell people like you can have, um, as we age, we get like wrinkles on our face, but those wrinkles on our face don't necessarily mean that that's a problem. Like that's just what happens as we age. Well, we get wrinkles in our bones, essentially very similar things just happen. Wear and tear happens as we age, but it doesn't mean that that's a problem. Um, it doesn't mean that's where your pain's coming from. And so we really want to give people hope that that's like, if they do get a diagnosis, oh, that's what it is that oftentimes what we find is that that is not where the pain's coming from at all. And there's definitely things that you can do to, um, to take care of that. <clears throat> so I wanna also make sure that you stay tuned because at the end, we're gonna have a very special offer. Um, and, um, and always, again, like what I always say, always say, you, you hear me say it over and over again, it's like where the side of the pain is is often not where the source of the problem's coming from. I mean, I can't tell you how many people <clears throat> literally that would, that said, you know, I have a rotator cuff tear. That's where my problem is. I have a hard time lifting my arm. And then they come in here and we're like, no, it's a neck problem. Like we've got to address the neck. And as soon as we start addressing the neck or the thoracic spine or a combination, then all of a sudden their range gets better. Their pain goes away. We didn't even touch the shoulder. Um, and that's really, really common. <clears throat> so what are some of the causes of neck and shoulder pain? So a big thing, like what I always tell people is you've got to look at the mobility first. <clears throat> if you can't move in your shoulder, in your neck, in your thoracic spine, um, and the neck has an upper part of the neck, it has a middle part of the neck, and it has a lower part of the neck, and they each move differently. So you have to look at each section differently, <clears throat> depending on like what's going on. 
So if any of those are not moving correctly, it doesn't matter if you get into strengthening um, exercises, soft tissue exercises, your body's compensating. It's trying to, it's trying to do the movement that you want, but it can't because there's certain parts of the body that aren't moving. So the first piece is really getting that mobility piece. <clears throat> and then once when that starts getting back and that's getting better, then we can start looking at what are the compensation patterns that might be creating some of these things? What are some of the lifestyle things that you're doing that could be creating some of these issues? Because if you don't take care of that piece, then you're just doing the same motion that gets you into the problem that tightened everything up to begin with. So that's like the next piece that we have to look into. <clears throat> and then muscle tightness um, between the shoulder blades, a lot of times it's just a symptom, which again, why um, the muscle, um, why working the muscle and doing massage only doesn't work. Do we work on people up here? Absolutely. But we are doing mobility with some of the work and then teaching you guys what you can do. Um, but that's why when you go get a massage, anytime you get a massage and it comes back really quickly, that means that, that, that it's just a symptom. You've got to get to why, why is that tissue tightening up? And that's um, essentially kind of what we do. And then again, difficulty raising the arm, having pain down the side of your arm is likely coming from your spine. It's really common. You'll get like a pinch. Um, you'll feel like, um, you know, if you work out, it's like one side of the arm, it's like, it's no big deal. And the other side, it's like fatigued really quickly. And it's just because you're compensating and not using the right muscles. Katie, what else would you add? Yeah. So a lot of times when you go to a traditional physical therapy office, unlike what we do, where we spend time actually assessing mobility, looking at things more than once during a session, a lot of times you're just being told to do exercises repetitively, which isn't going to actually get to the source of the problem. So that's why taking these steps, getting through everything is going to be so, so, so important. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of people have been to physical therapy for this in the past, and they're questioning why they should continue with physical therapy, but it's because a lot of physical therapists miss out on, especially the mobility aspect of things. And if they miss out on the mobility aspect, then all the rest of the symptoms are not going to completely go away. Yeah. And, and a lot of times they'll be like, if it, if you only feel pain in the shoulder, they're just going to do like rotator cuff exercises and strengthening exercises, not really looking at you like, why is the shoulder hurting? And there can be issues in the shoulder too, that you have to address, but you have to look at all these other pieces first. Um, there's a pattern that you have to, there, there's a process you have to kind of go through as you're ruling things out so that you can make sure that you're not missing anything and, and getting people back. So want to go into a little bit of the anatomy um, so that you can understand like how the shoulders connected with a lot of this stuff. So when we look at the neck, we have um, the top of the neck. So it moves, like I said, different than the middle part of the neck, which moves different than the bottom part of the neck. So a lot of times when we have issues, we see issues a lot up through the top of the neck, which we always check. And then there's issues down through here. And then we get some issues in the middle too. We, we, we look at all of it. But um, when you have issues down and through here, you can see how there's um, this lower part of the neck. When this part down through here doesn't move, it starts affecting the shoulder because you've got to realize, so right here's the shoulder blade. And in order to move that arm, that shoulder blade has to come in towards those ribs, towards that spine and down. Now, if any of this is tight through here, the upper part or this lower part of the neck into this, like the ribs where the thoracic spine is, you're not gonna get that shoulder to be able to move and glide across. And so what happens is 
it ain't, it ends up sitting in front. And so you'll notice like when people are sitting, they like have one shoulder that's more forward than the other shoulder. And when that happens, you tend to recruit a ton through the front part of that muscle because that's what you're using all the time. And on the side, in the back, you'll feel it through there. And then you'll feel tightness in between your shoulder blades. <clears throat> and all the tightness is, is happening because things aren't moving the way they're supposed to be moving. And that's, that's creating a lot of problems within the shoulder, within the, between the shoulder blades and even into the neck. And then when you get stuff in through that neck, it can go all the way up to the top. And that's when you can get those headaches that can wrap through the top of it and through the eye, you'll get headaches. Um, and when you get things like this, it is exhausting. I mean, it's like you literally go home to basically not wanting to talk to anyone to wanting to go to bed early because you just hurt and you're exhausted. You have brain fog because you're, you're hurting all the time to wake up, go through work, just function, being able to go through work to basically do the whole thing all over again. So you really aren't living. It's really exhausting. And people don't understand that because you look normal, um, but it's exhausting. So, but that's how everything's really connected because Anything that connects up to the top of, of this neck here is going to come down and it's going to connect down through here. You get tightness up here, it can create problems down here. If these ribs aren't moving through here, it's going to create shoulder problems. And I'm telling you, the shoulder problems will mimic things like a rotator cuff tear or doctors want to do a thing called subacromial decompression, which is basically saying we need to open up the space in the shoulder because it's everything is rubbing on that rotator cuff. Well, everything's rubbing because your ribs aren't moving, that shoulder blade can't lean back because your shoulder is so far forward. And if you don't fix those things, you're still gonna have those problems after surgery. Um, so that's kind of how everything's connected. What else would you add, um, Katie, that I've missed? Uh, the other thing that I always talk about with patients is the big network of nerves that are running through that area. It's a massive highway that goes down the back through the arms, just a lot of nerves that are through there. So people that are saying, oh, I feel this in my thumb. I feel this in my pinky. It's still likely coming from the neck, the upper back area because of the way that the nerves run through there. We can't totally disregard what those nerves are doing because they're telling us a lot about where things are coming from. So it's something else that I think is super, super important to consider. Um, it's a very intricate area and a lot of things are working together in this area to help stabilize and support us. So the more knowledge that you know about it and the more knowledge that we can give you about it, and then the more that you can fill us in on where you exactly feel your symptoms helps us determine where it's actually coming from. Yeah. We had a patient literally in here last week and she came in with trigger thumb. And, um, and so she didn't want to have the surgery and she's been to surgeons, all of them, everyone wants to do surgery on her for her trigger thumb. And someone with people are like, don't have it, don't have it. And she got referred to our office by some, some friends of hers. And literally we sat down and just started asking her questions and, um, like can't function like anything to do with a thumb opening, pulling clothes up, working, like she physically can't move her thumb because it hurts that bad. And, and it looks like it's trigger finger, but I started asking her questions and literally like, um, she was saying, yeah, I've had neck pain for seven years, but I haven't had any, I haven't been able to figure it out. And then like in November of last year, all of a sudden she started getting elbow pain. I said, oh, interesting. Where, where did you feel the elbow pain on the outside? And then I said, okay. And then in February, then her thumb started hurting a, a lot. And I said, well, I pulled out the book and I said, you know, like what Katie was saying, those nerves, 
I'm like, is this the pathway right here? Is this how you, where you feel it? She goes, oh my God, that's exactly where I feel it. Like you've nailed it. And I go, that's coming from your neck. So more than likely the thumb pain that the doctors want to do surgery on is really coming from the neck. It's not, there's no problem in her thumb. So can you imagine doing a surgery on the thumb um, when that's not where the problem is and then creating even more problems because there was no problem with the thumb. So we went and started doing some neck mobilizations, showed her how to do some neck mobilizations and went and retested everything. Like she had some weakness and very specific um, nerve patterns that we look at. Um, so her wrist extensors were very weak. Her bicep was very weak, but everything else was really strong, really common when you have nerve compression. Um, same area that she gets her thumb pain is, is the same area that she was getting weakness in. So we went and did that. And all of a sudden she was like, oh my God, my thumb pain's away. I can move my thumb. I'm like, yeah, it's coming from your neck. Her strength in her arm instantly improves because when you can take pressure off the nerves, you'll get that instant strength improvement when it, that's where the strength loss is coming from. Um, and she was ecstatic, like, um, because she's like, oh my God, not only does my thumb feel better, my elbow feels better and my neck feels better because it's all connected. And so that's what you get when you can really sit down and talk to, talk to people that understand the body and figuring out like, where's the source coming from? And then you get to the source, things will get better. So we're going to get into like why medications and injections don't work. We see this all the time. Literally had a patient in about a month ago um, that had injection after injection after injection um, and was getting worse, um, which is very common um, because when you look at the research on injections, um, short term, you'll people can feel good, but after about six weeks, um, their pain can start returning. If you look at the, on average, that's what the research shows. Um, and injections are actually worse off long term. Um, than just general exercise. So, and why is that? Let's talk about it. So how do we feel pain? So I always say, you know, we feel pain five ways, but we're going to talk about the first three and then we'll get into the other, other ones. Um, we have mechanical pain. So mechanical pain is like the movement, how our body, how our muscular skeletal system moves. So if you have part of the body that's not moving very well, that's a problem. That's a mechanical thing that can be addressed. Um, and so you, when you have mechanical pain, it can be constant. It can be, it can come and go. Um, but typically we always ask, you know, can you change your position and turn your pain on or off? Can you change your position and make your pain better or worse, even if it's constant? Um, and does your pain come and go? These are all things that if you answer yes to these things, it is mechanical pain. You aren't, you're not having chemical pain. Drugs will not help you injections won't help you because it's the mechanics that are creating the issues. And that's what we have to address. Thermal pain will be like burns, sunburns. We're going to take those off the, off the plate. And then we have chemical pain. So chemical pain would be like that. I twisted my ankle. It swelled up. You have that achy throbbing pain that you can't really change your position to make it better or worse because it's the chemicals that have come in that have addressed the issue. Um, that, that is like from the injury. So chemicals can treat chemicals. So when you have that constant achy, throbby pain, um, it potentially could be chemical pain. It also could be mechanical pain too, um, but it definitely can be chemical pain. And that's when you can use injections and medications to kind of help with the chemical pain. But again, you've got to get to like, if there wasn't an injury um, and you're having this achy, throbby, constant pain, you've got to get to like, what did you do? Like, why is this happening? Uh, most of the time when people come into our office, they're not sure what they did. They literally just said they just started hurting one day and they're not sure what happened. Those, those type of pains are typically like can be resolved with a good physical therapist. 
um, they do not need surgery um, at all. But again, this is why you have to get to the source of what's going on. Otherwise you're just treating a symptom and you're going to be frustrated and you're going to be like wondering why this, why you're still hurting. Like, I don't understand. Like I'm going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. Um, people lose hope that they can even get better. We see it all the time, every day in our office, other ways that we feel pain. Um, so there's two other ways. Um, there can be autoimmune type issues. Now autoimmune type issues. When we look at like mechanical pain, there's patterns to everything we should see. Um, we have, we know where, what all the patterns look like and we can see the progress and go like, yep, this is all mechanical type pain. If you're fixing things and everything is moving better and you know, the strength is getting better and, but you're, there's still having these offshoot random symptoms that you can't change your pain with. You can't change the symptoms. You can't do anything to turn it on, turn it off. I start asking questions like, are you noticing that you're getting a lot of bloating? Are you noticing you're having a hard time like sleeping? Are you having fatigue at the end day? At the end of the day, are you having brain fog? Are there foods that you eat that make you super bloated? These are some questions that I start asking. And then they're like, oh yes, oh yes. Like they start like, okay. So we think there's some autoimmune type stuff going on. Now we have to go and address that. And we have people that we can send people to. And that is a whole gut issue. That's not a, oh, let's go take a drug for this. You've got to get the gut improving. And there's things that you can do and programs that you can do that can help balance your immune system and your gut, because that's where the majority of our immune system is lies, to start improving um, your symptoms and feeling better. We see it all the time with patients um, when we get them to the right, the right place. You also can have emotional pain. And that's when, you know, we see this all the time too. And a lot of times when we can empower people by this, do these exercises, and you're going to notice that your pain's going to improve. So we're basically showing you how you can control your pain, which puts you in control, not a drug, not a surgery. Like you are literally in control and you know how to improve it. Some, a lot of these emotional components will start going away, but ever so often we'll have people that will still have it. And what we'll notice with that is that their patterns get better. Um, they are feeling really good. They, they don't have any pain when we do things in the office, but, but they still complain of pain. And then you start asking them questions. Well, when do you notice this? And they'll say, well, when I drive into work, I'm, I start having all this pain. I'm like, oh, interesting. So what's going on at work? And then all of a sudden you start diving into it and it's like, they're super stressful at work. And every time they think about going to work, their pain happens. That's the emotional component to it. There can be other emotional components that are from like a long time ago that need to be addressed. That's creating some of their pain. But again, we can figure these things out. They'll say things like I went away on vacation and I had no pain. Um, but as soon as I come back here, I, I hurt again, though, that's usually an emotional component. So you, again, if you don't get to the source of what is going on, you're just treating a symptom. So we could be, you know, treating all the mechanics, but you're not getting better because there's these other two ways that potentially could be creating some pain. Now, these other two ways are very, they're not common. We see it, um, you know, gosh, maybe two, three patients a year, but it does happen and we um, can address it. And we know people that we can get, get you to, to actually um, improve those, those things. What else um, would you add, Katie? I think you covered that one pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, why don't you start with like why surgery leads into frustrations? Oh man, it's very frustrating. <laughs> so a lot of times when people go in for surgery, 
especially like with the, the trigger finger woman, if she had gone in for the surgery, she would have gone out of surgery, still feeling her pain because it's not often getting to the source of what's going on. There are people that have rotator cuff tears. There are people that have disc bulges. There are people that have other like ligamentous issues in their shoulders, in their necks, a lot of different things, but those aren't what's actually causing the issue. And that's where getting down into what we do getting down to where the source of the pain is actually coming from is much better because people going for these surgeries, they come out and they're like, well, I still hurt. People have neck surgeries. They get fusions. They have all this other stuff going on. And then they come out and they're like, well, I just had this fusion that was supposed to help with this disc injury that I had 12 years ago. And I still feel my pain because it wasn't actually the source of what was going on. A lot of times while surgeons, they are very, very smart individuals they don't often look at other areas. I had somebody that came in the other day that was telling me um, they injured their back. They felt it in their foot, but they went to the back doctor and the back doctor said, well, I can't look at your foot. You need to make another appointment. A month goes by. They finally get in with the foot doctor. Foot's no longer really hurting all that much, but they still want to have them look at it. They go back to the back doctor. It's just this back and forth because they specialize in one thing. That's where coming to us movement specialists, we can actually look at all of this stuff to get down to what's actually going on. Yeah. And we have people that, um, you know, we had one, someone that came in the other day and she had um, one level fusion in her neck and she was terrified. So doctors like, yeah, you're probably going to have more that are going to be happening. And I'm like, absolutely not. No we can stop this. We can get things moving again. Um, especially with just one level and, and you're going to be able to control this. And so that's really what we want to, to share with you guys that it's possible. Um, if you are told you need a subacromial decompression for your shoulder, please, please just walk away. Um, I rarely have those surgeries or, or even, even an issue. And usually what I find is that they're, they're neck issues, um, and they come in to see us and, and they've had this surgery and they're like, yeah, I still have the same symptoms. And I'm like, but it's just surgery. And the doctor's like, yeah, that's just what happens. Cause you're, you're, you know, surgical pain and you're going to get better. And, and lo and behold, we work the neck and everything gets resolved and they didn't even need that surgery. Same thing with rotator cuff. We've had people that had the rotator cuff surgery and they were worse off afterwards. Now there's times when people need it. Uh, and I'm not here to say that there's surgeries that are not needed. There are times when yes, people absolutely need the surgery. I mean, we sent someone, um, a couple of weeks ago, like, yep, you, you need the surgery. Um, and he's doing fantastic, but he's also went through and exhausted everything. And we saw him, we're like, no, I agree. Um, the way, what your symptoms are and how they are, you, you need to have it. You're having some nerve, like weakness that we can't even address. Like a lot of times if we can, even if people have like foot drop or, or issues with their hand and they're very weak, we can get instant relief. Um, as far as like improving that, improving that strength. And if we can't, those are times when you need to go in and have surgery because you don't want that nerve to be um, messed with that much. But the amount of people that we send to surgery um, per year is probably maybe one or two <laughs> every year. And that's it. Most of the time we're able to pull people out of surgery. So let's go into MRIs and why they lead to more procedures. Um, you know, I, I was, it's, it's so funny because I've gone through so much training and, and read so much research. And when I started diving into MRIs, I was like really shocked because I was very similar to like what our patients think. It's like, oh, get an MRI and it's going to show us exactly what's going on. And it, it's not true. <laughs> when you look at the research on this and it can be research after research after research, they, they all say the same thing, no matter what body part. 
um, is like when, if you take a hundred people with no pain, 60 to 80% of them are going to show something that's people with no pain, fully functional 60 to 80%. And that number, like it will be lower when you're younger and it gets higher when you're older, because it goes back to that, that scenario that I was sharing. Like, as we get older, we get more wrinkles on our face. It's just part of aging. Well, that's what happens is we just have some things that are a part of aging. And so, um, if something shows up and you go to a doctor's office, honestly, I just don't know how they can diagnose things when you're not really sure what you did to begin with, um, in a 10 minute conversation, because it just doesn't happen. Like there's no way they can go and figure out where everything is coming from in a 10 minute conversation. So it's really important to, to realize that just, you know, MRIs, the only time that I, um, say like, yeah, we need to do an MRI is if we feel like the, the, the course of treatment is going to change. Like we think that you're probably going to have surgery. We think there's some red flags that are going on. We need to figure out what those red flags are. Is there a tumor, um, you know, an infection? Is there something else going on that we've missed because of, of things that are not adding up? That's when, when an MRI is going to be more useful because you can use all the educate, all the information that we've collected over however many visits and then go and compare it to the MRI, go, this makes sense. So um, you just have to be careful um, because what happens with doctors is they do the MRI and they go, yeah, you see this. Yeah, we need to, we need to go ahead. Let's go just start with an injection. Oh uh, yeah, that didn't work. Okay, yeah, I figured because we're probably gonna need to have surgery, but I was trying to be conservative. So we'll go ahead and, and let's just go ahead and do surgery. And that's what they'll do um, instead of like, okay, what's really going on here? Um, where is it really coming from and how can we help? Anything else, Katie? I feel like a lot of my patients that go in and get MRIs, it, it gets to the point where they're so hyper-focused on the MRI that they don't want to focus on anything else that we're actually treating. They'll go in for shoulder pain. They'll see that there's a bone spur and all of a sudden they don't want to move their shoulder because they're afraid that the bone spur is going to do something. That bone spur, spur was there prior, but just because it's there, it's not going to change anything. So I think people just get super hyper-focused on it. So unless you absolutely 100% need to go in for an MRI, I wouldn't go in and do it. It's a very expensive selfie. You don't need it unless there is an extenuating circumstance. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to get into some tips. Um, so remember I said there's three different areas of the neck that we can work on um, that typically are problems. Now there's times when um, neck retractions are not the appropriate thing for people, um, but a big chunk of people, they are. <laughs> so what the neck retractions do, it's basically how I describe it is um, it's like someone's coming in for a kiss and you're like, no, people do it perfectly there. A lot of times people look down and kind of push in or they'll look up and you can't move the neck very well. So when you go straight back, what happens is the top part of the neck goes into a little bit of flexion, stretching those upper part of those muscles that can get tight. And then the bottom part goes into a little bit of extension. And what happens is we, because, and we'll get into some of the pictures here in a second, we do so much sitting. We look at our phone, we're always looking down. Um, and it's kind of like if I go and I pull my finger back, and you hold your finger back day after day, year after year, that joint's not gonna like it. Um, eventually the joint's gonna say, I don't like you and I'm gonna make you hurt. Same kind of thing happens with the neck and the back and some other body parts. We are always doing things where we're looking down, we're on the computer, we're kind of slouched. And that's kind of like similar to pulling our finger back. So we've got to get joints to start moving in, in opposite directions that we're always moving in. So we do, you know, 
gosh, thousands and thousands of like bending forward all the time. So we need to start doing things that will reverse it. Well, in the neck, it's a little different. We can't just extend the head back. So it only hits part of the neck. Part of extension is doing those neck retractions. And so when you go and do them, eight to 10 of them every couple of hours, you're going to start noticing like, wow, that kind of, that kind of feels, feels good. But again, there's a lot of things that can happen with the neck um, and the shoulder. Um, it's not just one thing. You can have issues in, with your you know, first rib. You can have issues in your thoracic spine. You can have issues in the upper part that might be, need to be moved a little bit differently. But overall, in general, this is a good one that people can kind of start with. Katie, why don't you go into thoracic extensions? So for our, our thoracic spine, because we are in a more forward position throughout the day, our head moves forward, which is really a 10 pound bowling ball. <laughs> head moves forward, our upper back wants to move forward. We need to reverse that just like we need to reverse our neck position. If we are stuck in that position for a long time, things just start pulling, our muscles start getting really tight because we're stretching them all day. That's when you start getting those headaches, the jaw pain, lots of other things that will start happening. So doing thoracic extension where you just roll up a towel, put it in your upper back, think like bra strap line and above, and then extend over it, hands above your head. That's going to help your shoulder blades push into your spine a little bit more. That's going to reverse that rounded forward position. Nobody wants to have a hunchback. So doing this is going to help to extend and open everything with your hands above your head. You're also externally rotating your arms. If you externally rotate your arm, it actually stretches out your pec muscles a bit more. Pec muscles get really, really tight. They want to pull our shoulders forward into an internal rotated position so that's pulling forward in rounding us more so reversing that stretching that out is also going to help doing this a couple times a day especially if you have a desk job you're sitting a long time or you're on your phone for a long time you like to read you're looking down anything like that reversing that for three to five minutes doing that a couple times a day you're going to start to notice that your headaches start to disappear you've got more energy your clarity in your head starts to improve a lot of things are going to start happening as soon as you start reversing that tightness and tension yeah and this the a lot of times what people miss even in the shoulders that that they're usually not always but almost always a thoracic component to the shoulder because remember the shoulder blade has to glide through those ribs and if they're kind of stuck and more rounded, then it's not going to be able to glide. And so then you kind of compensate and it's really hard. Like if you really bring your shoulder really forward, you're going to notice you don't have full motion. You can't move your arm up, but when the shoulder can kind of go down and back, then the motion's going to improve, but you have to be able to have that thoracic mobility in order to do that. So it helps with that. Um, there's times when the upper neck is fine, but you're still getting headaches and it can still come from the thoracic spine. And there's times that you have to go to the upper neck. So really, again, getting to someone that understands all, all these components will be, will be able to coach you through all of this and really put the pieces together. But these are, these are great starting places as far as exercises. And then posture, man, posture is one of the number one things. Like I said, we are always bending forward. So like you're bending forward, looking at the computer and you're rounded and the heck, the neck is forward. We have things called a lumbar roll that you can sit in the back. So you put your hips all the way to the back and you can put it in the back to where it kind of helps improve that, that curve. It's going to automatically not only help your back, but then all of a sudden your shoulders will come down, your head goes in a better position, and then you can go and work this way versus us being slunched, like crunched over. Um, and that just doing that, keeping the head in a better position is going to help things not be as irritated. Same thing with the phone. We're always looking down on the phone and doing stuff. You can put your hand, other arm underneath it, 
and literally like hold the arm up and then the phone's in a much better position so that you can actually look at your phone um, where your head's not gonna be looked down so that you can keep your head in a better position. So let's go into what other healthcare providers miss. Um, honestly, a big one is lifestyle changes. They don't get into like, what are you doing throughout the day that might be creating some of these problems that we have to address? Um, because if you don't do that, you're just going to go into the same habits. So people will have surgery, go back in the same habits that created their problems to begin with, especially if you're like, not sure what you did. Um, you're doing something that's creating it. You've got, we've got to bring awareness around it, but you go into those same habits and all of a sudden the pain comes back again. You're like, oh, it's back. And the doctor's like, yeah, I figured we're going to have to do a bigger surgery. It's just what happens. Like literally, this is what they say. So lifestyle changes, things that you're doing that might be creating some of it, how we can offset some of that. These are things that we can go into only looking at the side of the pain. Oh my gosh, this is probably the number one thing that happens there. You have shoulder pain and they're only going to go and do shoulder exercises. And they're not going to look as to like, why, why that's a problem and why everything's not connected. Only looking at the injury one way. So you go to a massage therapist, they only look at the tissue. Um, you might go to some PTs and they only do strengthening. Um, you go to a doctor and they only do injections <laughs> and you're, they're only looking at it one way and they're not putting all the pieces together. Um, you really got to get to someone that can put all the pieces together and you'll notice um, the, a big difference in, in how you, um, and how like a big difference in, in your life and being able to get back to things that you didn't think you're going to get back to doing because of all the pain that you were having. And then this making you feel like you're the only, only, you know, you're on this hamster wheel. Um, and it's like, I've, I've tried all these things. We get this all the time from people. I've tried everything. Nothing's really worked. You just feel like you're just on this hamster wheel going nowhere. Um, and no one puts all the pieces together for you. And so those are the biggest things, um, that I see anything else that you would add Katie on things that we that people miss. Yeah. I feel like, especially with like insurance-based PT insurance won't reimburse those physical therapists if they start looking at other areas of the body. So if you do get stuck into this rut of why are they only looking at my shoulder, my neck hurts, but like, yeah, I've got this shoulder issue, but my neck also hurts. They're not going to be able to switch back and forth because insurance company doesn't understand what all of those uh, different components are actually doing. So having the benefit of having a one-on-one -on -one physical therapist that's able to look at all of those areas is so important because those other healthcare providers, they just aren't one given the time to do it. They're too busy because they're treating a lot of people. And three, they know that they're not going to get reimbursed unless they have something that says that they're supposed to treat that area. So oftentimes they're not going to look at that. So coming here, you're going to actually get that benefit and we want to get you better. Yeah. And I think time's a big thing, just like with doctors, they don't have time to look at you. You go to other places. They don't have time because they're seeing two or three patients at the same time. Uh, you know, honestly, when people come through here, it's, we're coaching you through the process. People typically come once, once, once a week. Um, and we do a lot of manual and then we basically get down to, these are the things that we want you to work on two to three things. Three things seems like a lot Two. Yeah, usually it's like one or two things that we want you to work on and we want you to do it a lot so that it's not a super overwhelming pro program, but we're progressing it week by week. Um, and people don't come in to see us, you know, for all these, you know, huge number of visits because we're able to get to the source so quickly and guide you through that process. So here's someone, this is a patient who literally had rotator cuff surgery scheduled on her schedule. And um, I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. 
I was like, what, wait a second. What'd you do to your shoulder? And they're like, I didn't do anything. I just started hurting. Yeah. But I've already tried physical therapy. And I'm like, let me guess what they gave you like rotator cuff exercises. And like, yep. Yep. Um, and I'm, and the doctor, you know, said, well, we've tried everything. Let's just go ahead and do the surgery. So she had the surgery scheduled and we convinced her to come in so we could at least give it a try. Um, and she canceled her surgery literally two, two weeks into treatment because she was feeling so much better and her range improved. Okay, so we have Stacy. She's one of our uh, past patients and I really wanted her to kind of share her story because if anyone's ever followed me with anything that I say, I always tell people where the side of the pain is often not where the source of the problem is. So, so Stacy, tell us a little bit about um, kind of, yeah, what, what's ha what happened um, when you started hurting and everything. Sure. So about a year and a half ago, um, I realized I could not not raise my arm above my shoulder. You know, so I could not, I couldn't do this. Um, and I wasn't really quite sure what, what was causing it. I mean, it was probably because I sit at a desk all day, you know, doing CAD work and, you know, sitting there mousing all day long. And then I noticed, I kind of, kind of remember um, getting a kink in my neck at one point, and then it seemed like it got really, it got worse following that. So I think it was just a combination of things and over maybe several months or even a year, it just sort of got worse and worse. So um, I decided I would go see a doctor. So I went to an orthopedic surgeon and he prescribed a physical therapist and I went for a, a brief time and it but didn't seem to help. So I went back to him, he gave me a cortisone shot, I think. Um, and, and that didn't work either. And so then I continued with that therapy that didn't really do much. And eventually he suggested that I have surgery because I had a tear, I had a tear in my shoulder. Yeah, you, I think you got an MRI and it showed yeah. a tear and, um, mm -hmm. and then around that same time, probably a month before that surgery, we started talking and right. yeah, I was like, what? Like, what did you do? Did you fall? Did you do anything? And you're like, no, it just really. came on. And I was like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. And I started asking more questions. And um, right. so that made me start thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't do that because that's very <laughs> extreme. And I know my mother-in-law had surgery on her shoulder and she was miserable for months. And oh. it, you know, sleep sitting up. And so that just sounded awful. So oh, yeah, no, right I happened to talk to you and <laughs> you said, no, well, why don't you just come in and see me? So, um, so I came in to see you. And yeah. um, so, I mean, the first thing you had me do, I, from what I remember, it's been a while now, <laughs> you laid me down on like one of those rollers <laughs> and I just kind of laid there like, you know, back. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that that's really tight. And <laughs> So yeah. I continued to do that. And that, I mean, that seemed to kind of loosen things up, you know, immediately. So. Yeah. You know, when you, um, when you were talking about how you didn't really know what you did, I'm like, well, that's just really odd. And then I started asking, like, are you noticing anything like in your neck and between your shoulders? You're like, well, actually it kind of started there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, you have got to come in. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's, that's when you came in and you know, a lot of people don't even look, even think to look at the neck or even the thoracic spine. 
um, for some of these things. And I know I pretty much said, like, did they give you like rotator cuff and rose? You're like, yeah, that's exactly what they gave me. I'm like, yeah, that's why it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And scared me to get more. Well, it probably did because again, you know, it's, it's like a lot of times you go to places and the, all they want to do is like, oh, it's rotator cuff. Okay. So I just, they don't investigate. They don't ask questions. They just go, okay, it's rotator cuff. This is the cookie cutter thing that we need to do for the rotator cuff. And that's, and that's what happens. And so, um, that's when I was like, no, no. And, and there's so many, you know, our shoulder blade has to like glide, you know, through that, through the ribs, like the ribs have to be able to move. And if right. they don't, then, then. And you, you don't get that shoulder blade connection very good and it can affect you even lifting your, your shoulder. And I know that like, we didn't even touch your shoulder. I don't even think we gave you shoulder exercises and it like completely resolved when we did all the back stuff. And I can tell you like what you're telling before, oh my gosh, rotator cuff surgery is not something you want to do. It's probably one of the worst surgeries because it's a six month ordeal. I mean, you're literally, you'd have, you would have had to have bought like a recliner because you can't sleep in bed because it hurts so much and you don't get sleep and it's so hard to function. So yeah, I mean, it, you know, you went from like potentially a six month issue to a six week issue. Right. right. And then I just continue to do those exercises and everything seems to be fine. I mean, so I still have a little bit of kind of pain, a little achy pain, but it's nothing like it was where I couldn't raise my arm, you know, yeah. and, and, and when I have a little bit of pain, it's most most of the time it's because I've been sitting at my desk all day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then you just go back to doing the stretches and the, yeah. it goes away like that. Right. And that's ultimately, I mean, that's the reason why most people get their pains. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, right. it's the sitting. Like sitting is yeah, the, sitting is like long. worse than like smoking and drinking and all that all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it is so bad for us. And that's what we, we do all the time. And, um, and that's why it'll kind of slowly kind of come back. But if you go into the exercises, it, it stays away and you know exactly yeah, what to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, it's so much better and I'm just, yeah, grateful. I did not go through with the surgery. And so it, it yeah, what you recommended definitely works and well, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that you're able to share your story. Cause I know there's so many people out there that, um, potentially are going down that same path. And um, there's times, I mean, we're not totally against surgery. I mean, there's times when surgery is needed and we've told people like, yeah, I, I agree. I think surgery is needed, but I would say, you know, more times than not, it's not needed. Like there's so many, our body has an amazing ability to heal if we know what to do and where the source is coming from. And, um, and that's, and that's kind of what we do. So thank you so much. You're welcome. So what can you take from all this? Um, most injuries do not require surgery or medications. Like we've saved so many people from having neck or sh shoulder surgery. Um, and even when you people have like the headaches, like they start resolving because you were fixing everything else that's going on. Most of the time, no one gets the source of your problem or why it's happening. So like when you're going to place, you just need to, like, you should be getting the why. Like we're doing this because this is connected to this and we've got to get this, like you need to have someone that's going to make sense to you as to what you're doing, not just like go do these exercises. And that's, that's all that needs to happen. Um, MRIs, x-rays do not always help guiding the treatment and resolving neck and shoulder pain. Um, see a specialist to help you figure out where the source is coming from. Honestly, if you want to get somewhere the fastest, it's like you always get someone that can help you. Um, you know, with anything in life, you have a coach to get you there faster. We're like the coach of the body. We're going to be able to get you there faster um, and tell you exactly what need, what your body needs at what time and when, when we need to address different things. So um, 
that going, coming to see a specialist is really probably the biggest thing that I would suggest um, as far as getting, getting help fastest. Um, and really just want to give you an, a hope that, that it is possible to get back to living your life again and doing what you love to do, because it is, we see it all the time. Um, we help people all the time. Even when, I mean, we had someone that, that had some weird symptoms. They, they're like, have you ever seen anything like this before? I'm like, no, I haven't. I go, but the body's connected. So people can get random things. I go, but these are the things that we need to address. And as, and as soon as we address it, then all the, all of it starts going away. So it doesn't mean, you know, we, we, we get some pretty interesting cases, um, that come through here. Um, but we're able to solve them. We're able to kind of figure things out. It's very rare that we can't. So we have some special offers for you. We have where you can sit down and talk with one of our specialists for free. We only have about three spots. <laughs> we are so busy, but we have opened up three spots over the next week for you to come in and sit down and, and, and talk to us so that we can kind of get an idea of like what you've tried, um, you know, why you're having some of your things by some of the questions that we can ask to really help you make a better decision about your health. Um, you know, whether this is a place for you or not, like we're going to be able to help you make a better decision. And then we'll also, anyone that comes in over the next 15 days, or at least get something scheduled over the next 15 days, um, then we'll take a hundred dollars off the evaluation price. Um, so that's something to think about um, as well. Um, so make sure that you, if you're interested, you should be getting an email at the end of this so that you can sign up there, We have some eBooks. If you haven't signed up to eBooks for some neck pain, um, um, a neck pain uh, and neck and shoulder kind of ebook. Um, but we also have links to sign up for the discovery visits. And if you want to get scheduled for, for that, you can click on the link. We'll, we'll follow up with you afterwards to, just to make it easy for you as well. Um, so, but that's kind of a, our special offer and just another success story. Um, we had another person that was having some shoulder pain, really difficulty throwing the baseball with his son. And, um, he was having a hard time pushing himself up the floor, uh, off the floor. It just really kind of affecting his lifestyle. Um, played a lot of guitars, having some issues through that, and was really fearful that he was going to go down the road of having surgery. And so, went to another physical therapy place. We hear this all the time. Was frustrated they were only that he wasn't getting any better. But then um, he was just given some exercises for his shoulder, and then he decided to try a massage. It felt better for a few hours, but his pain returned. He still wasn't able to play ball with his son. Um, so he finally came in to see us and, um, and honestly, uh, it was, you know, we started with the neck and couldn't get any resolution with that. But as soon as we went into the thoracic spine, cause usually I'll go neck thoracic and then go to the shoulder. But as soon as we went into the thoracic spine, it resolved everything. He was like, oh my gosh, I can throw the baseball again. This is fantastic. And was able to kind of show him some self-mobilizations and, um, and then giving, doing some strengthening thing once, once we got some things back and he's back to feeling awesome again, but this is typical, typical stories. People have been everywhere. Um, I've tried a lot of things, haven't been able to get resolution. And then we were able to kind of, kind of figure things out for you. Um, it's, it's what we see all the time in our office. Now you don't have to go and try everything before coming here. You can come in here before that. Um, but we'll definitely um, be able to sit down and have a conversation, especially with that um, free discovery visit that we talked about. Like I, like I said, we have about three spots open. We're super busy right now, um, but um, we'll have that open. And then there's an, another $100 off um, the evaluation if you get something scheduled in the next 15 days. Um, and last thing, if there's any questions, definitely um, I'm going to open it up here in a second. But one to do one last thing before that, we have our next event. We do things monthly. But this is going to be, you know, as we age, we tend to get those aches and pains. We tend to think, oh, that's just what happens as we get older. But it's not true. We've had many people that we've been able to help, um, even into their 90s, feel amazing. 
um, by, by, by just getting them moving the right way. And so we're going to be doing an event with the YMCA and we're going to be talking about how to stay fit as we age without those aches and pains. And what are some of the common things that we see that are problems with people. So, um, if anyone's interested in that, then definitely reach out and we'll um, get you the links to sign up for that. And I'm going to stop the recording so we, um, can open it up for questions. Hey y'all, I'm Catherine, Client Relations Manager. I hope you enjoyed the information in this podcast. If you're looking for more information to figure out how to fix your neck and shoulder pain, click on the link below for our neck and shoulder pain ebook. And if you would like to talk to one of our specialists, you can also click on the link below for a free discovery visit if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Thank you.